Hello, everyone. We are live on Wiley Radio. Right now, I have Jeffrey Earnhardt on. It's Friday currently, but this is going to be airing tomorrow. What is my tomorrow? Mr. Earnhardt, how are you doing? Good. How about yourself? I'm doing very well, thanks. So you are out at Las Vegas this weekend. I imagine you are very excited to go get out racing there. So uh, how did you get your start in racing? Um, I actually got started in racing running a four-cylinder front-wheel drive uh, track. Uh, series up in with raceway um it was uh a, a very uh I, not a put together race car it was uh, a Yugo. so uh, when i tell people that they, they tend to laugh but it was uh it was a cool cool way to get my start it was you know kind of right across the mountain from where um my stepmom grew up so i uh, spent a lot of time up there as a kid growing up and and you know when they finally started the series where kids from 12 to 18 could race uh, I, I got the bug and, and decided I wanted to go racing. Yeah, that seems where uh, a lot of people get their start. It's just small town racing, and then it just grows and grows and grows, sort of like a snowball down a hill. But, you know, my first instinct when you said Yugo was to laugh, as you said. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it seems like quite the quite quite the, the funny race car, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah. um, it, I, it, it's, I guess it served its purpose. Absolutely. I mean, starts come from everywhere. I had uh, Natalie Decker on last week, and she got her start snowmobiling. So uh, that's yeah, that's uh, that's quite the the way to start. Uh, I guess you can transition from a snowmobile to a race car. She proved it. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess next, um, I was looking at your website. I've been following your career back when you were, you know, racing along with Boris Said, and last year for Circle Sport. But I was looking at your website, and I noticed the phrase "Earning Earnhardt." So what is that? mean to you and why is that such a big phrase you know put it right on the front page of your website um i guess you know people would just assume that because of my last name you know i'm been handed everything and uh kind of like a, a silver spoon uh silver spoon kind of child but um i mean I've, I've definitely been very uh very blessed and fortunate with the opportunities i've been given but you know it hasn't been just given to me it's uh it's been you know a lot of hard work to get to, to where i'm at now and you know, I've done it on my own and not, not with the, the help of my you know, family just giving me the opportunity. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of something that, that, you know, that came up, uh, shoot, probably, I don't know, eight years ago or so. And, you know, we just kind of, kind of roll with it. And you know, that's kind of the, the way I like to look at it. You know, that's how my grandfather was. He busted his ass and worked real hard to get to where he, uh, you know, where he became. And, and that was, uh, one of the best in the sport. So, um, you know, that's kind of just something that, you know, I, I like to, to look at and, and you know, kind of model myself after because, you know, I felt like he, uh, he, you know, was, was very, very appreciative, appreciated for what he did. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And it sort of really made you who you are today then. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I feel like it just, you know, makes you a better person in the long run and, um, you know, makes you appreciate the opportunities a lot more too. I have to ask, at what point would you feel you have earned Earnhardt then? Do you think you already have now that you're at the top series competing with a high-level team such as Starcom? Um, I don't know. I don't know that, uh, you know, I feel like you can always be better no matter what. So, um, you know, as I said, my grandfather was a, a great man. You know, he, he was a huge face in the sport. And, um, you know, he, he almost was the sport, you know. So, um, you know, to – to try and follow in those footsteps, you know, I, I don't think I could ever fill those shoes, but, you know, as long as I know that I'm doing all I can and trying the best I can, then, you know, it's all, all I can do. Right. And, you you know, I don't think there's any fan that's going to doubt 
what you're saying at all, where your grandfather was such a big influence, but here you are trying to fill those shoes and trying to be, not even fill the shoes, make your own name and, you know, fill your own. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a, I mean, people always ask, you know, if I feel like I'm like, you know, him or, or anything like that, and I kind of feel like I'm, I'm myself, you know, I just, uh, you know, kind of have always done things my way and, um, you know, kind of, you know, just try to pave my own path, I guess. Right. So you weren't always in NASCAR. You did a bit of MMA. So how did how did you get into that? And what is the training difference there for MMA fighting versus the endurance it takes to go 500, 400, 600 <laughs> It's a uh, it's quite the big difference. Um, yeah, I, I I had a huge appreciation for the sport and uh, and how much work it was and you know. Um, how hard it is. I mean, it's just a, a tough sport and it's, uh, you know, it's something that I've, I've never was a fighter in school. I've never, you know, gotten to fights. The only person I ever fought, I think was my brother. And, um, you know, but I wrestled and I, I really liked the wrestling, uh, you know, wrestling as a sport, I guess, and the discipline aspect of the sport. So, um, somehow I ended up getting drugged down to MMA gym, uh, you know, rolled around for a little bit. The coach said, you know, he's like, man, he's like, you, know, you give us some time and like we have you you know good to go in a in a in a, in a mma fight and i was like oh, i don't know i was like i'm not much of a fighter uh by the end of practice i was like screw it yeah i ain't gonna lose might as well make it a bucket list thing and uh have something to check off the list there so uh <laughs> you know we, we we uh went hard at it training i mean it was uh probably the the toughest thing i've ever done but the best shape i've ever been in my life so um, I would say training for MMA fights is a lot tougher than, uh, I guess, the physical uh, side of having to be a race car driver. You know, obviously, being a race car driver has, has its own quirks, but uh, on the physical side of things, MMA was uh, was a whole other animal. I can only imagine. Uh, yeah, I'm not much of a fighter whatsoever. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that must be terrifying. Someone who's just <laughs> as dedicated to taking. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it, I mean. They they lock the cage and it's either uh, you get your butt whooped or you whoop there. So I didn't, I didn't really feel like getting my face beat in. So <laughs> luckily I won. Luckily it, was, it worked out all right for me. Yeah, wow. So I guess to sort of transition off of that. So you were racing with Circle Sport last year. And that ended up not working out and you got picked up by Starcom. So what is that like going from a team like Circle Sport to a team that's you know, done some races last year, but all in all is really a brand new team with a lot of new people working nonstop to get cars on track. Yeah, no, I mean, it's always, you know, tough making a transition. You got to, you know, learn everyone's, uh, everyone's way of doing things all over again. So, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely, you know, not the the easiest situation, but, you know, I feel like we've done pretty well. And, um, you know, it's just going to, continue to take time and, and uh, a lot of hard work from everybody involved to you know, continue to grow the program and, and you know, build those, uh, those you know, relationships where we can understand each other and, and make it a, a very well you know, uh, race team. So, you know, uh, like I said, it's going to take time, but, you know, it's definitely something that, you know, I'm looking forward to and uh, everyone at Stargum Racing is, you know, pretty, uh, pretty pumped up about too. Yeah. And that's a great, group of people over there i've worked hand in hand with uh ashley a lot i had Derek cope on a couple months ago and then getting this interview set up and 
I, I, I know just how hard they work. And that's only, you know, doing smaller interviews for really just online radio shows like mine to everything else that they do to building race cars every week. I can, I can tell how hard everybody works and how dedicated that must be a great feeling to be surrounded by people. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, I, I tell people all the time, you know, that's more than these big teams because, you know, it, it's, uh, I think we're having some connection issues. <laughs> uh, it might be my end. I'm not, I'm not sure. One end or the other is struggling a bit. Stay on the line. So just gonna... here. Oh, hello. There we go. Yeah, I think it's it's one of the ends that's it's it's uh, rough a bit. So I guess could we continue from the last question? Um, yeah. Last part that came through was working with a small team. Yeah, working with a small team, it's you know definitely you know challenging and and you know we, I feel like you know we end up having to work harder than the big teams, but you know we uh, we like the challenge and we're willing to to step up to plate and make it happen. Right. And uh, make it happen you are. I mean, you had a great finish at Daytona with a rough rough ending, but it still ended up working out pretty well for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you always want to be better. and You, you, look, you always look back and say, well, we should have done this, we should have done that. But, um, you know, all in all, coming out, you know, first race of the year, I felt like we had a strong car down in Daytona. And, um, you know, like, like you said, we just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time and, uh, and, and got caught up in a little bit of a wreck there, but, you know, we still uh, still managed to bring it home in, in, in 21st place. So uh, it wasn't a terrible weekend, but, you know, like I said, you can always look back and, and see how you could have been better. Yeah, one of the shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so upcoming this season is some road courses, and not that you have no experience on them, but those were some of the races where you would trade off with another driver. So how do you feel about those upcoming road courses and how, how are you going to tackle a challenge? Like um, I, I really enjoy road racing. Uh, I feel like I've done pretty well at them in the, in the past, you know, I did some grand M stuff. I've done the 24 hour Daytona twice. And, um, you know, just have, have, I've always really, I mean, even when I ran in the K and N series, um, K and N E series, I, I've, you know, just really enjoyed the road courses that we went to. So, um, and, and we always ran well at them. So I, I feel like it's just something that I kind of took to and really um, enjoyed doing. I, you know, it mixes it up, makes it a little more fun. And um, you can go out there and you know, be aggressive, banging gears, and and, uh, and and just really get after it. It makes it a, a real racy feeling. You know, I enjoy that. Are you excited for the Roval coming up in the playoffs? Yeah, the Roval is going to be uh, be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be quite the, quite the interesting race. It'll uh it'll be interesting. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's going to uh, create a a lot of excitement and quite the quite the experience for not just the drivers but the fans as well. Yeah, it's definitely going to be something to watch, and I think it's great how they're integrating more road courses into the season. I think I think in the near future they might even races probably at Watkins Glen or maybe Sonoma. I'm not sure, but that'll be that'll be. Pardon me. Oh, sorry. Um, I think it's going to be great to see road courses coming up in the future. I think there's going to be a lot more. I think they might do a second race at Watkins Glen or Sonoma in the near future, probably the next. Great to see. We lost connection again. Quite the enjoyable, you know, it seems like fans are starting to enjoy it more. Right. And it it gives a, another opportunity to some of the guys that don't, you know, get out there and win as much. First comes to mind is Marcos Ambrose. Back when he was still racing in the Cup Series, he got I believe most, if not all of his wins at road courses. So it gives, you know, other guys and mixes up the playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's funny. I was actually having this talk the other day about, you know, how, 
um, you know, it used to be the road course trainers would come in and just, you know, dominate. And, you know, it seems like over the past couple of years, you know, you're seeing these guys that race week in and week out in the cup series have, have honed themselves into being such, uh, such horse guys can't really, uh, can't really come out and dominate, you know, the, the everyday cup drivers definitely, uh, definitely have, have stepped it up and, and made it, you know, tougher for, you know, your road course ringer to come in and, and, uh, take over. Absolutely. And it's, it's great to see it, you know, mixes things up. So what is it like with your team manager, Derek Cope? He was, I've had him on my radio show before and I know he's a fantastic guy, but what's it like having a Daytona 500 champion, manage the team you're driving for and just coming in it's awesome you know he's been in the sport for a long time and and has seen uh seen every side of it so you know he uh he's definitely someone that's awesome to be able to lean on and and take advice from too you know he uh he's uh you know like i said he's been been in the sport for for a long time so you know someone someone with that kind of experience it's uh it's hard to, to pass up their uh, their advice yeah and i imagine having him there at the track every weekend being able to debrief with them after practices qualifying and every task yeah it's def- it's a lot easier whenever you know you got a, a someone that's an actual racer to debrief with and you know discuss what the car is doing how it's handling you know someone that just really understands it a lot better um than someone that may not have you know driven a race car before so it's uh it, it's definitely uh it's definitely been been a lot of fun, and you know I, I'm looking forward to you know the races you know still to come. Absolutely, and I don't want to take up too much of your time. I was I was told 15 minutes. We're at 15:10, so I'll um, <laughs> I guess I'll wrap it up quick. I know you've got practice and qualifying later today. So the last uh, couple questions I ask everyone I have on the show that races is. The first one is, what was the first car you ever? First car I ever drove uh, was a Ford Ranger. It was a five-speed. Um, I, I, don't, I can't remember what year it was, but it was uh, at, it was sitting on the farm at one of my very first sponsors I ever had. It was uh, Cedar Springs Fish Farm. They uh, it was a big trout farm there. They raised trout, and uh, I, as a kid, grew up you know hanging out over there fishing all the time, and you know, he was a good family friend and um he had this truck just sitting over in the field and i was like man i was like that thing run and he's like i don't know let's go check and <laughs> so we drug it out of the weeds and uh and sure enough got it fired up and i tore up the farm the from that point on just you know dri- driving around it was, it was cool because you know the first car i ever drove i, I learned was uh was a straight driving you know so like most kids these days couldn't uh wouldn't even know where to start to drive a straight drive so it was uh quite the quite the way to learn i guess yeah i actually learned the same way my dad's one rule is i had to learn how to drive that you know he has an old truck that he loves to death and the rule was i had to learn how to drive this 1950 chevy before i could drive anything else and the day before (laughs) i got my permit went over to the you know uh local elementary school with the parking lot drove around for a couple hours and then there's a hill uh driveway that leads up to it and it's just, you know, it's not a very steep hill, but when you're sitting in the cab of a truck just learning how to drive and he tells you to back up on the hill, he goes, okay, get to the top. And that's it. <laughs> I'll never. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, uh, in, in my opinion, that's the best way to, to learn. If you can drive straight drive, uh, automatic's a breeze. Yeah, yeah. And we, you know, after I learned how to start on a hill and everything, he goes, okay, drive it home. And now driving home was not even a quarter of a mile 
but I was terrified. So I start pulling into the road, and it stalls out. I, I panicked. I stalled the truck. And guess who drives by but the police officer that works down at the school, the resource officer there. He looks, smiles at me and waves, knowing that <laughs> I was, gosh, I was just a freshman at the time or maybe just about to be a sophomore so he knew i didn't have my license or permit or anything and he just smiles and waves and keeps on going so that's awesome that's awesome thank you the last question that i ask everyone is what's your prediction for the 2018 season for yourself and for i guess the rest of the field the champion and everyone Um, i mean i I, as far as you know me and you know star conversation i I just like to see improvement you know Uh, every, every week i feel like you know, I tell everyone, you know, I don't like to put a, a number on it. You know, I, I just, I want to see improvement week in, week out. And I feel like if you do that, then, you know, then comes results. And, you know, if you have um, a well-run program, then obviously, you know, you have, have good finishes. So uh, if we can continue to improve and, and get better every week, I think, you know, you'll start to see the results come. And, and like I said, it's, being a young team is going to take time. But, you know, as I said, we're all up to the challenge. So, um, I think, uh, I think, you know, as far as us at Starcom, that's uh, a good, good goal and, and something that I think we're, uh, capable of achieving. So, but as far as, uh, the champion, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm wanting to say that the Chevrolets with the new Camaro body are going to be pretty stout this year. So, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see, uh, one of the hindered guys take, uh, take home the championship. You know, I think, uh, you know, they obviously always, seem to be there and, and put themselves in the right places to, to be there to compete, compete for the championship. I mean, I'm sure the, the Toyotas are still going to be tough, you know, Truex and, and Bush, but, you know, I, I definitely think that it, it'll be a Chevrolet instead of, uh, instead of anything else. Yeah, I might be slightly biased, but I'm hoping for the same thing. I, I grew up a diehard Jeff Gordon fan, and I'm sort of transitioning over to William Byron, and now that Chase Elliott's out of the 24 and everything – but that's actually – your prediction is very, very close to uh, Ray Evernham's. I had him on a couple of weeks ago, and he's, his prediction was every Hendrick car is going to get a win this season, and Johnson is going to take the championship. That was his prediction. So, yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. <laughs> If, uh, if, if so, then, you know, that, that would be, uh, that'd be quite the story. You know, eight championships, that would uh, – you know, he he would now be the the new king, I guess. If yeah. uh, if so, so but it would be interesting. I, I I definitely think the Chevrolets are going to be strong, though. Yeah, well, I don't want to take up uh, too much of your time. Good good luck in qualifying today in practice. Um, when this airs, what's my tomorrow? I'll be sure to let everybody know. And you know, I've I've been pulling for you every week. I I promise you, I have, and it's it's going to be great watching you. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you doing the interview, and uh, hopefully we'll continue to, to make improvements as, as the year goes on and, and you know, get some success. Absolutely. Thank you again so much for being on. Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay. 